We thank you that the entrance of your word gives light. We thank you that faith comes by hearing and hearing of your word. As we hear your word, let faith rise. Let faith rise. Let faith rise for us to possess our possessions in Christ. Thank you for what you have made us. You have already made us in Christ. Thank you for our families. Thank you for marriages in this church. Thank you for our children. Thank you for husbands and wives. Thank you for mothers and fathers. Thank you for family members. We thank you that homes are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to talk about the forgiveness in Christ. Forgive. Bible says it was delivered for our offense. It was raised for our justification. Hallelujah. Say, I'm forgiven. I wanted to talk about I'm forgiven. When you are fasting, you should understand you are forgiven. That's why you are fighting. L. All right. What does the L stand for? To build a family that can have an advantage in the future, you need an, an altar. I mean, L is really obvious. I thought you should know that. Love. <laughs> love. For God's so love. This family in God is based on love. The love of God for us surpasses everything. Can you imagine Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8. said God demonstrated. He displayed his love. Okay. He demonstrated his love towards us. This is how he did it. That when you, you didn't have to do right. When you were still doing wrong. He died for you. God demonstrated his love for us in that whilst we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's demonstration of love. The Bible says that no greater love has any man than this, that, the, that a man should lay his life down for his friends. So the love of God is what keeps the family of God together. And for a family to stay strong together, love is very important. What do I mean by love? If there are places that you are not accepted, it shouldn't be the house of God. And it shouldn't be your family. Brothers and sisters, mothers, fathers, sometimes our children will misbehave or go out of order. But we have to always remember, love is stronger than death. Love is stronger than death. Sometimes people will be behaving in a certain way that they know they are not lovable. They know they don't deserve love. Even in our families, so when people are growing in a family and people are in families and they know that they are loved unconditionally, do you know what? It gives them some confidence in life. If you are not sure about the love you enjoy or how well accepted and how well beloved you are, it makes you vulnerable. Many men and women, most of them, the guys who are misbehaving in town and in prison, when you check down, down, they feel they are not loved. They feel they are not loved. Love gives people a sense of security. That is why in the church, we don't have to deal with people based on their pockets. Based on the car they drive, based on where they were, where they live, how we like them. We deal with people based on the fact that they are members of God's family. That's all. Who under normal circumstances, you may think that is not serious for Jesus. Praise God. So if you don't take care, you judge people based on how they don't meet your standard. 
It's very common in the church. Someone has done something. Someone hasn't done anything wrong. Then we rule them out. We cut them off. And so we are always, you know what church, religious people are? They are always looking for mistakes in others. If they find a mistake in you, they'll say, you are not a good Christian. Hallelujah. And so it's very important to be able to build a family that can take the future and have an upper hand in the future. Love is strong. Love is necessary. Fathers, let your children know you love them. Even by the way you treat their mother. Someone say amen. amen. I like the way Bible puts love. Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers loads of sins. So many sins. So anytime you have a relationship with people and they are always referring you to you did it the other time, you did it the other time, you did it the there's love deficiency in the relationship or in their hearts. In the same way, husbands and wife, the wife or the husband will say, you did this three years ago, you think I've forgotten, I've not forgotten. And you did it again, last five months, you think I've forgotten, I've not forgotten. And you did it again on the 27th of February, you think I've forgotten, I've not forgotten. Bible says, love keeps no records of wrong. Praise the Lord. The point I want to make here is that because love is stronger than death, it doesn't matter how skilled people may look. We can love them out of trouble. We can love them out of shame. We can love them. Most of the young ladies who end up becoming vulnerable in life is people who feel that either dad doesn't love them, mom doesn't love them, someone doesn't care about them, and it makes them vulnerable. That's why it's always better. One of the best ways to create a love-filled atmosphere. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice which generates sense of responsibility. And so that is why it's always good for children to be born in a loving relationship. It gives the, the people in the family a future. All right. So to face the future, to build and raise the next generation we need to make sure that love is so strong. Every family that has strong love, you can't penetrate. You can't break into their midst. You can't break their ranks. When the love is very strong, you can't break their ranks. May God strengthen the love in our families. May God strengthen the... See, as soon as I talk about this, some people begin to think about, I can't stand this one. My sister, my sister is always fighting with me. You can win her. You can win her. You see, let's not confuse acceptance with endorsement. You can accept people, but not, it doesn't mean you have endorsed their misbehavior. I like the way Bible talks about it. <laughs> said, you and I have been accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted. God forgive us because of love. Today, our theme, our, our, our focus of the day is forgiveness. We are forgiven in Christ, and we also, we ought to forgive others. Someone must forgive your mother. Your mother gave birth to you and just abandoned you and left you. And your grandmother raised you. Your mother was somewhere, can't be bothered. And then people grow up with a pain in their hearts. If you're a Christian, God can heal that pain. Actually, God wants to heal and God does heal the pain. And you can, watch this, you can forgive. Any Christian who say, I can't forgive, there's a big question mark about your Christianity. Because anyone who is on the way to heaven will not carry junk. You have what it takes to 
jettison or release that junk. You can forgive. Tell somebody you can forgive. Tell somebody I can forgive. And forgiveness is a function of love. So at this juncture, I've taken the first 10 minutes or so. I'll jump to the next point of forgiveness. You've got the L. Tell someone I love you. Hey, when we close, don't go and tell the sister, sister, what I said, I meant it. I meant it. <laughs> the Lord made the pastor say it because of me. I actually meant it from the bottom of my heart. What, what have you got to say about this, sister? How can we take it forward from there? Hey, you are hijacking my message. <laughs> Look at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 3, that's one of our scriptures for today. Something is burning in my heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us to be holy and without blame before him in what? So when it comes to the issue of love, he chose us that we will be without blame before him. That chose us to without blame and um, without blame before him in love. Having predestined, predestined us unto adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according, as, so according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. We are accepted in the beloved. When the Christians are going, when God is counting Christians, when God is mentioning them, you are also accepted. Come, you are part of it. Don't worry, don't stay out. You are part of it. You are accepted. And you look at yourself, say, Me? Say, Yeah, you are accepted. Me? Some of us know a lot of things about ourselves which people don't know. And you know that if people find out <laughs> some things about your past, sometimes people, sometimes people are in church, they're born again, but still they've got a, a lot to hide because they know if they are found out. How many of you understand what I'm saying? But Bible says that he has made us accepted in the beloved. All right. In, in him, verse 7, in him, talking about Christ, we have redemption through his blood. Let's read, it. Let's read the next phrase together. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. According to, on what grounds have we been forgiven? Grace. Rich. God is rich in grace. But it's interesting, when you read chapter 2 verse 3, it talks about God who is rich in mercy. Okay, God is a rich man. <laughs> he's rich in some stuff. He's rich in mercy and he's rich in grace. All right. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. In whom we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Say I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Some of us don't appreciate it when it says we are forgiven. In Psalm 103 Verse 1 to 3. Verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, 
Who, you see the first one, where it starts from? It didn't start with food. Hello? So those of us who are so attached to food, we don't like fasting. It didn't start from food. It started from forgiveness. Thank God we started our fasting with the theme of forgiveness, the topic of forgiveness. See, I'm forgiven. Some people, because they grew up in an atmosphere where you can't speak the truth. If you speak the truth, you are dead. You'll be butchered. You'll be beaten. So they grow up master liars. <laughs> they will lie. They'll have to lie their way through. And even when someone tells them, don't worry, I'm forgiving you, they don't believe it. Because it doesn't exist. And some people believe that some things that they have done, there's no way God can forgive them. The devil is a liar. That's where I'm leading to. I'm going to show you that it doesn't matter what you have done. You qualify for full, say full. Full forgiveness. People may hold it against you, but God will not hold it against you. People and God, who is stronger? Bible says, if God be for us, people are not a problem. So, said, I like that. Say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. And he said, and forget not. Don't forget his benefit, all his benefits. Then he says that he who forgives all your iniquities. How many of them? All. He forgives forget all his benefits. And then he said, verse 3 says, who forgives you? Who forgives all your iniquities? As I said some time ago, even healing is a function of forgiveness. Say, heal, it forgives your iniquities, heals your disease. Watch this, watch this. God can deal with you when sin is in your bag. I don't know how many of you have traveled through airports before, but if you've been to the airport recently, there's something called metal detectors. Even you don't even have, even high court and other places. Metal detectors. You have some metals in your bag and you're expecting them to let you go through? No, you, they have to check what it is. So, if you have sin, it's like metal in God's metal detector. So, you can't go through with sin. And so, for God to help, you know what he starts dealing with? He has to pluck, so it's like you have gray hair, he has to pluck pluck the sin. <laughs> He has to remove it. Now watch this. Sin is big. The problem of sin is a big problem. It's a big problem. So that means that the blessing of forgiveness of sin is a big blessing. Some people can't sleep because of guilt. Some people, when they are driving and they see lights flash, even it's maybe an ambulance. Because they don't have insurance, they begin to drive, right? Because they, they think that the CCTV has picked them up, the police is coming. See, guilty conscience can disturb you bad. <laughs> so, so, once you are relieved of guilt, you are free from sin. It's a real blessing. Now you can, do you know what? There are people who are in hospital not because of their physical condition but their mental condition has given them physical complications I don't know how many of us have been through a lot of 
a mental and emotional stress before or when you are feeling guilty you can't sleep you, you lose appetite because you feel so bad you feel so uncomfortable I don't know how many of you have seen before since you became born again no, some of you haven't I mean. but if you have seen before maybe some sin you know you shouldn't at all maybe one day, one day you went clubbing and then you ended up on some sister's bed like, you know, or you wake up in the morning, so oh God, I was supposed to be at the baptism. <laughs> and 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 you, you feel like you should beat yourself. God, don't forgive me. I don't deserve for you feel so bad. And then you come to church, and when the pastor was preaching, and you're saying that, hey, some of you. <laughs> Then you are sure someone has gone to tell the pastor about me. So guilt, guilt is not good. But Bible says that God, the blessing that God has given us starts with the forgiveness of sin. Say, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. I'm going somewhere. Remember that. I'm forgiven. Okay. Say, I'm forgiven. forgiven. When you are forgiven, it comes with attendant blessings, attendant opportunities because of forgiveness of sins. Second Corinthians chapter five. Before you go to 2 Corinthians 5, let me go to the Romans. I quoted it earlier, but we'll go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. All right, those of you who are writing. So I quoted 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you, can, if you, if you open already, you can put something there. And then Romans chapter 4, verse 25, you can also keep something there. Let's go back again to Psalm 103. I didn't finish that. Oh, all right. Let me just finish the one. Psalm 103. There's some, some meat there. It says that who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Look at verse 10. Verse 10. He has not dealt with us according to what? Let's all read it together. Let's go. He has not dealt with us according to our sins. He has not dealt with me according to my sins. Tell someone, preach to someone, he has not dealt with you according to your sins. No, listen to that. So then why, if you know he hasn't dealt with you, him according to his sins, why are you still holding things against him? God has not dealt with us. He doesn't deal with us according to our sins. Now, that is when you come into Christ. Why? Because Christ changed the dynamics. That's where we are going. Solos Christos, in Christ alone, the dynamics were changed. Christ changed the dynamics completely. He hasn't dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquity. How many of you agree with that? Because some of us would agree. If you are honest, you agree you should have been punished. You should have been punished with some sickness, or some loss of job, or some headaches, serious headaches, sleepless nights. You should have been punished with some Loss of money, some stuff. You, you know what I'm talking about. You should have been punished, but guess what? Tell someone, see, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm still here. So, God has, why, am, why are you here? Because He has not dealt with us according to our sins and punished us according to our iniquities. Because what? Who forgives all your iniquities? I'm not saying that because, of that. okay, let me get ready to go for more iniquities. Because maybe you don't finish getting in and an enemy will step in. Because going for iniquity is like playing on the, the devil's field. He will get an upper hand over you. 
The reason why I'm sharing these things is that too many of us are ignorant about forgiveness of sins. Because we are so religious. Ignorant about forgiveness of sins. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 says that, says that we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. Lest Satan will take advantage of us. Did you see that? Lest Satan should take advantage. The reason why some people say, I think I need special prayer is because of ignorance. If you are born again, you are special. Any prayer you say is a special prayer. <laughs> I'm special. All right. So if you don't know some of the things that we are teaching, Satan will take advantage. Satan only prides on Christians' ignorance, not Christians' lack of power. Even when it comes to sin, Satan cannot use your sin against you as long as you confess. Psalm 130, verse 3. It says that if God should be dealing with us according to our, according to our sins, if the Lord should mark iniquities, if you, if you should mark iniquities, oh Lord, who can stand? Not even the nicest person here can stand. So then, watch this. Out of love, God does not have a choice but to deal with us not based on our sins. Because if he's going to deal with us based on our sins, he, in Romans chapter 4, verse 25, I like this one. I'm going to show you something. That's where I, I will land on it and then we pray. And then we go. You, you, I want you to leave this building tonight with your chest out that I'm forgiven. <laughs> when you go and sleep, when you go home, you are resting. Sleep free. You are forgiven. When you are in the car and the driver is even driving like uh, a Schumacher, you know that you are covered. You see, sin makes people think that the devil can hit them easily. When you are guilty and there's sin in your life, you feel that the devil can hit you. But when you are free, the Bible says the righteous is as bold as a lion. Proverbs chapter 28. Now, what did I say? Romans Romans 4.25, are you sure that's what I said? Uh, maybe that's not the one I'm looking for. Okay, let me check from my scriptures and make sure I got it right. Oh, yeah, that's it. Huh. Let's already have from the screen. Let's go. Some of you are not reading. Loud, let's go. Now, Sunday, this is one of the scriptures I'm going to be talking about. It was raised. Why? Because of our justification. But so the reason why he was raised was our justification. But he was delivered. He died first. Why was he killed? Delivered up offenses. You go and commit an offense, and he's being punished for your offense. And then he knows he hasn't committed any offense, but he says, No, please let me take it for him. It's only love that can do that. He's not crying. No, this is unfair. This is unfair. This is unfair. He said, I willingly want to take the punishment. Became a substitute for the punishment that had to come on us for our offense. So, a thief arrested, about to be executed. And then they grab a righteous man, has never seen, and said, let's go and execute this one. And you go like you are righteous. Now, how come you are walking around thinking you have done something wrong? Yeah. What I'm about to say is the crux of the message. As long as God is concerned, listen to this, don't miss this, don't miss this, don't miss this. 
as long as God is concerned, your past has been deleted. So, if they open the file, they open the computer, whatever, they check, your past is not there. Nothing. So, watch this. The key of the message is that because of forgiveness of sins, every Christian doesn't have a past. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. When you are a Christian, you don't have a past. If they check your past, it's Christ. (laughs) You don't have a past. So, it doesn't matter what you did. Maybe you got born again last month. And then you did some things last night. And then you, you, you ask for forgiveness tonight. Like during the fasting. Guess what? As soon as you speak forgiveness, the, the past is gone. He says that as far as the east is from the west, he has, so far has he removed, in Psalm 103 verse 12. He said, so far, 103 is a very powerful scripture, you know. We read the verse 3. We read the verse 10. Look at now, look at verse 12. It's amazing. Hallelujah. As far as the east is, how far is the east from the west? How far? How very, very, very far? You can't measure. Because infinity to infinity, because scientists cannot tell how far the, the heavens and the east. It's just that you can stand and just look. But I can't tell. And the Bible says that as far as the east, even if he said as far as the east is from where you are, that one you can't even measure. So as far as the east, no end. It's from the west, no end. He says, so far has he removed. Say, it's gone. Say, it's gone. What is gone? My sins, forgiven, gone. You don't have a past. So long as the record of heaven is concerned and the justice of heaven is concerned, they check your past. Clean record. Clean record. Now, um, like this, this boy, I believe you don't have a credit card. <laughs> Rise your feet, my boy. Do you think he has a credit card? He's not likely to have it. Okay. He doesn't have a credit card. Okay. Can you imagine in the next 10 years, he still doesn't have a credit card and he's trying to apply for something and then they said, oh, you have 18 credit cards in your name. He said, no. He doesn't have it. When you look at his credit history, clean. Clean slates. In the same way, every one of us, the reason why you can pray the way you are praying, the way you should pray, is because when heaven checks the record, you don't have a past. My pastor, so where is the past? Christ has taken it all on the cross. Second Corinthians, that's where I was going to go. Let's read it quickly. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. Let's start from verse 17, okay? Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, therefore, if anyone be in Christ, therefore, if anyone be in Christ, therefore, is anyone, who is anyone? Who is anyone? Who is anyone? He said, if anyone be in Christ, he is the new creation. What don't you understand about new? What don't you understand? How can you tell me new has got a past? New has never got a past. Oh, you didn't get it. New is new. New is new. My heart, he has committed abortions and so on, doesn't gonna pass. Hallelujah. 
The one you said to us coming and budging is the old one. That's right. But this one, he wasn't in Christ. This one said, if anyone, anyone, condition is just being in Christ, that's all. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new Christian. Oh, all things are. All things are. How many things have become new? How many? How many? How many? Hold on, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. Brother, brother, look at verse 18. You will like this one. No, all things are of God. God, he does, he's the one who is doing a mastermind behind this. All things are of God. Who has reckoned us out as to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of, he, he himself came to reconcile us, get us back to himself. Now watch the verse 19. Ah, that is God. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespass against them. If God should mark iniquity, who can stand? So he came into Christ. So now this is Christ. And this is sinner. God was in Christ. So I'm God. Okay. In Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So if you go outside of Christ, you don't have a chance. That's right. He says that, watch this, because of time. He says that, for there is only one God. First mm. Timothy chapter 2, verse 6. Mm. There is only how many gods? One God. How many gods? One God. There is only one God. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. Verse 5. For there is only one God. And how many mediators? Christ alone. Right. Someone say Christ alone. Christ Christ alone. alone. Say Christ alone. Christ alone. There's only one God and only one mediator between God and man. And he, he said, in order not to get it confused, let me mention it here. Christ, the man, Christ Jesus. He brought us to God. Second Corinthians chapter 5, back to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 said, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses against them, and has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. So God reconciling. He doesn't count sins against people once Christ comes on the scene. Say I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Finally, the impact of this forgiveness. Colossians, these scriptures are all part of our Bible reading today. Colossians chapter 2, I like that bit. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. (laughs) And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made alive together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. You know what? This is a serious thing. He didn't say that you were doing trespasses. He said you were dead in the thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Dead, dead in trespass. So there's no hope. You, you are, you are dead in it. So the, your future is sealed. Dead in trespass. God, watch this. Trespass and uncircumcision of your flesh. You don't have any covenant with God. God made us alive. So this, is it okay to die on the stage? <laughs> Christ, come. God made alive. 
So Christ also, you know what? The, the crucifixion and the resurrection. Actually, so this is me and you. And that is Christ. He had to be like us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 12, 13, 14. It says, and then the children are partakers of flesh and blood. He himself likewise shared in the same. Why? That through death. So Jesus, spirits don't die. So Jesus himself became flesh and blood so that he can also die and be at a level. Through death, he destroyed him who has the power of death. And who is that? The devil is not a problem if you are born again. I'm going to show you something. And so Jesus also came to die. Back to the previous scripture I was talking about. And when he was, Bible says that God raised him from the dead. Okay. Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 says that, and you being dead in your trespasses, that's you. He made alive. So when Christ, when he was making Christ alive, hold him. He resurrected Christ and made Christ alive from the dead. So when Christ was raised from the dead, was made alive, we were made alive together. Do you see that? Together with Christ, having forgiven. So now that you are here, the state here doesn't exist again. Having forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. Say I'm forgiven. Tell somebody, look at me very well. I am a forgiving man. Say it again, look at me very well. I don't know about you, but as for me, I am forgiving and I am free. Who the son says free is free indeed. Shout hallelujah! Shout hallelujah! Hey! Quickly, Colossians, let me finish. Were you happy you heard about the L? Tomorrow I will talk about the T. And then Wednesday, we are going to do Holy Ghost baptism. Those who don't speak in tongues, but you are born again, you want to speak in tongues, Wednesday is for you. Going to pray, Holy Ghost be moving some. Hey, but he, watch this, let's finish this. And you've been dead and treasures, he has made a life together with him, have been forgiven all your trespasses. Go to the next verse. Watch this, watch this. And <laughs> I feel like clapping for Jesus. And having wiped out. I told you, the records are deleted. <laughs> Hallelujah! Have been wiped out. Okay? Handwriting, signatures, everything. Handwrites of requirements that were against you. He wiped them out. Which was, con- this thing doesn't help your destiny. There are some things that is in your bloodline, but it doesn't help your destiny. Do you know what Christ did? He wiped them out. Stop telling me you need deliverance. What you need is the understanding of what Christ has done and begin to walk in it. You can stand on the motorway. So long as you are a policeman. The other time I was, I was on the way and these guys who used the, the speed gun. There was a guy in front of me. He was speeding. Do a carriage road. And then the police, policeman just walked in the middle of the road. And then, hey! I said, this guy is not, is he not afraid. He just came because he was wearing police uniform. He can look like anyone. As long as he stands, you, you can be driving an articulator, tipper truck, loaded with goose. All he has to do is do this. What's going to happen? You will stop. Where's the power coming from? The authority behind him. When you are born again, watch this. Go to the scripture again. Christ wiped out everything that was against you and he nailed it to the cross. He took it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. He has nailed it so you have full restoration 
of your dignity, full restoration of what God has made you to be, full restoration of what you are supposed to be in life. Shout out, I'm blessed! So, when people say you are blessed, it's not talking about the hairstyle you have. It's not talking about the car you drive. You can be driving a Bentley, but you are not blessed. And I can be driving a Ford Focus, old one, and I'm blessed! Shout I'm blessed! Now, once you understand this, it helps you to cash in on the blessings. When you are praying, you know how you pray. You pray with confidence. You pray like a forgiving person. When you are praying for financial breakthrough, you you pray like a forgiving person because you know God is listening. Throughout this fasting, walk with your chest out. If if it, it happens that you fall to some sin, maybe you went to lie at the train station or something, quickly recover. Confess and walk because as much as you confess, you don't have a record. In the name of Jesus. If you get blessed today, come on, put your hands together. Shout out for giving. Rest your feet and give the Lord some praise. He deserves all the praise. Come on, put your hands together for him. He deserves all the honor. Lift up your hands and begin to thank him for today. Father, we thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you that you are building us a future in our family. We give you praise, Lord. We appreciate you for what you have done on the cross. Come on, begin to thank him. Begin to thank him. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.